America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Good morning, and thanks for joining me for Rise and Crime, your morning caffeine hit all about crime. I'm Mama Jules, and let's begin this Monday with an unsettling story out of Austin, Texas. Police are trying to dispel internet rumors that a serial killer is targeting men in the Rainy Street Entertainment District. In the last 10 months, eight men close in age have died in Austin's Ladybird Lake. Four of those deaths occurred in the last four months, and all the men have been known to frequent the Rainy Street area. The most recent death occurred on April 15th when the body of John Christopher Hayes Clark, who was 30 years old, was pulled from the water. Law enforcement was quick to clarify that the initial investigation into Hayes Clark death raised no red flags and showed nothing suspicious. But residents weren't so quick to believe the story being told by law enforcement. Many of those who frequent Rainy Street were left uneasy as an obviously beefed up police presence is being felt on the lively nightlife area. University of Texas softball star and social media influencer Lauren Burke fanned the flames of distrust by posting a video somewhere near the Rainy Street trails at night asking why there are police patrolling on ATVs if there's nothing going on. She points her camera at the police ATVs seen riding along the trails with their lights flashing. She said at first she wasn't very concerned, but now that she has seen the patrols, she isn't convinced. The other victims in the recent months are Jason John, a 30-year-old found dead on February 13th. Just three weeks later, 40-year-old Cliff Axtell was found in the river. And then on April 1st, Jonathan Honey, a 33-year-old, was also found dead in the river. Police, in trying to calm the fears, point to the common thread of all these men having some amount of alcohol in their system and also having easy access to the river, which is just a short walk from the Rainy Street area. Law enforcement also reminded city residents in their statement that the park closes at 10 p.m. and that residents should follow the rules of the park closure. This story is definitely developing, and I'll keep you posted as updates occur. All right, next up, let's do a quick recap on the disappearance and suspected murder of Anna Walsh. Anna Walsh is the mother of three young boys who was reported missing on January 4th by her employer. But Anna had a plane ticket for January 3rd that 
she did not use, and she never showed up at the airport. She was last seen by a family member in her rented Massachusetts home around 4 a.m. on New Year's Day. Well, new clues in Anna's suspected death were revealed in an arraignment this week for Brian Walsh. That's Anna's husband, who has been charged with the 39-year-old's murder. Brian has pleaded not guilty to charges of murder, as well as the charge of misleading police and improper conveyance of a human body. All right, basically that means the dismemberment of a body. He was indicted on those charges in March. The Commonwealth of Norfolk County believes that Brian actually killed Anna and dismembered and disposed of her body before January 3rd. Brian's defense attorney told the court that it has been four months since Anna was last seen. Under Massachusetts law, a person is not presumed dead for seven years, and it is relatively easy for a single person to disappear if they want to disappear. The defense attorney then went on to tell the court that there has been no body found, there is no murder weapon, and there is no motive. Well, Brian's defense attorney has asked that he be released on a $250,000 cash bail. That bail request was denied. The clues that were revealed this week include video evidence of Brian visiting various stores and buying $400 worth of cleaning supplies. If you're presuming innocence here, which we all should, that's a massive amount of cleaning supplies. I have three kids and now three spouses to those kids and I have never bought $400 worth of supplies at one time. According to the Norfolk Assistant District Attorney, Greg Connor, Brian made trips to Walgreens, Shaw's Supermarket, Home Depot, Stop and Shop, and a Lowe's hardware store where he purchased a plethora of items between January 1st and January 3rd. All right, these items included towels, a hammer, a hacksaw, disposable rags, Murphy's oil soap, eight five-gallon buckets, Tyvek's body cover suits, shoe guards, trash bags, lock snips, 13 different types of hydrogen peroxide, three 64-ounce jugs of ammonia, and baking soda. I, I can totally just imagine your reaction right now. How can a potential murderer be so blatant with his actions. Well, buckle up because it's gonna get worse. Walsh also went to a dumpster at his mother's apartment complex where he threw away full trash bags. He was later spotted throwing more trash bags in a dumpster behind some shops. Surveillance video shows more than a dozen bags were tossed in dumpsters by Brian. Some of those bags were picked up and incinerated before investigators could retrieve them. Now, earlier this year, evidence was presented at the defendant's arraignment that indicated that he made numerous searches on his son's iPad, basically around the time Anna vanished. And here's where it gets really shocking. These searches included 10 ways to dismember a body. Does baking soda make a body smell good? How long is someone missing before you can inherit? Can you throw away body parts? Can you be charged with murder without a body? and dismemberment and the best ways to dispose of a body. Those sound like perfectly innocent searches, right? And the evidence just keeps piling up in this case. Prosecutors say blood was found in the family's basement, as well as a bent knife that has been said to have blood on it. Also found during the search of a transfer station were a hacksaw and a rug with blood on it. This transfer station was about 45 miles from the family home. Some of the trash bags were recovered 
And the items that had been thrown out included a Prada purse, a piece of a necklace that Anna frequently wore, towels, and a COVID-19 vaccine card with Anna's name on it. The search for Anna is continuing. Her credit cards and cell phone have not been active since New Year's Day. And as a side note, Ryan is also tied up in a probate case that accuses him of stealing money and property from the estate of his dead father. Okay, this is obviously a case we will be keeping a close eye on and we'll update you as soon as more information is available. And now to this story. Have you ever heard of the concept of speaking something into existence? Well, a 39-year-old Illinois man might have just done that. Tim Beliefnik and some of his family members were contestants on Family Feud in 2020. And his response to the game show question, what's the biggest mistake you made at your wedding, caused just about everyone, including game show host Steve Harvey, to cringe. Let's just play it and you can decide. What's the biggest mistake you made at your wedding? Honey, I love you, but said I do. (laughs) Not my mistake. I love my wife. I'm going to get in trouble for that, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Beliefnik has now been charged with the shooting death of his 41-year-old wife, Becky, on February 23rd. Here's the details. The mother of three was gunned down in her Quincy home. Her body shot multiple times. She was discovered by a family member after she failed to pick up her boys from school in the afternoon. Timothy and Becky were estranged, and divorce proceedings had been started at the time of her death. Becky was living in the family home, and Timothy had a residence about one mile away. Almost three weeks after the murder, Timothy was arrested and charged with two counts of first-degree murder and one count of home invasion. He has since pleaded not guilty. At the center of the case is the prosecution's assertion that domestic violence played an important role in the murder. A local domestic violence and sexual assault crisis center has been ordered to turn over records pertaining to the services that Becky received there. The judge will review those records and then determine if they are relevant to the case. And in another twist, in this case. The defendant's state-appointed attorneys have petitioned the court for additional money in order to hire private investigators to explore their theory, which is an intruder killed Becky. His attorneys claim Timothy is indigent and unable to pay for a proper defense. It is striking the difference between the Timothy today and the man in the family feud appearance. On a more personal note... Family and friends are reported to be mourning the loss of the beloved nurse. According to her online obituary, Becky was nominated for the International Daisy Award in 2020. That award honors exceptional care that nurses provide. She was also a certified trauma nurse, a sexual assault nurse examiner, and during the peak of COVID-19, she worked as a traveling nurse. She also volunteered for an animal rescue group and most importantly, her life centered around her three boys. She was valedictorian at Quincy Notre Dame High School. Timothy and Becky met while in college at Quincy University, where Timothy was a football star and Becky graduated cum laude. A jury trial is set for May 22nd, but the possibility of that being pushed back is likely. If you're listening to this podcast, and experiencing domestic violence, call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 or go to thehotline.org. All calls are toll-free and confidential, and the hotline is available 24-7 in more than 170 languages. Well, that's your Rise and Crime Update for Monday, May 1st. Join me again on Thursday for more morning crime news. I'm Mama Jules, and keep safe out there.